Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 209. And on this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about Red Sox infielder Trevor Story. This offseason, it looked as if the Red Sox were not going to make any big moves. They traded Hunter Renfro to the Brewers, and Kyle Schwarber signed with the Phillies. And then out of nowhere, the Red Sox signed shortstop Trevor Story, who in six seasons with the Colorado Rockies, was a two-time All-Star and two-time Silver Slugger Award winner. And one of the reasons a lot of people were confused by this signing is due to the fact that the Red Sox already have a star shortstop in Xander Bogarts, a beloved player who's been a part of two World Series winning teams in 2013 and 2018. Bogarts and the Red Sox have failed so far to agree on a long-term deal and Bogarts is likely to opt out at the end of this season as As of right now, Xander Bogarts is playing shortstop while Trevor Story is playing second base. All of this put a lot of pressure on Story with him being the Red Sox lone big free agent signing and the fact he's viewed by many as the man destined to replace Bogarts when he leaves. And Story started this year off with a bad start. He did not hit a home run in his first 125 at-bats. He hit his first homer on May 11th and on May 6th, Story was booed by fans when against the Angels. Story went 0 for 4 with 4 strikeouts against Shohei Otani. All the talk became about how the Red Sox wasted $140 million on a player who can't hit outside of Colorado. And when he was struggling, he was such an easy target. This is a fan base that is extremely hard on free agents because they've been burned before by the likes of Edgar Renteria, J.D. Drew, John Lackey, Carl Crawford, and Pablo Sandoval. The list goes on, so when a new one comes to town and struggles, they immediately give up on them. Red Sox fans and Boston sports fans in general do not give athletes a grace period when they sign from another team to the Red Sox or any Boston sports team for that matter. They are a thousand percent more harsh on new incoming players than the players who have already been playing for the Red Sox. I mean, nobody was mad when Dustin Bedroya struggled. There were no boos when David Ortiz had some down years with the team. It's always been about the big high price free agents. Because as sports fans, we love to second guess what the Red Sox could have done with that money if they hadn't given it away to Trevor Story. We love to go, well, you could have gotten Carlos Correa. He could have been a member of the Boston Red Sox. You could have had three years of Carlos Correa instead of six years of Trevor Story. I mean, we love to play the second guess game. It's what Boston sports fans love to do most. And the only way you can do that is with free agents. I mean, Story quickly became the face of the Red Sox early struggles even though he was nowhere near the biggest problem on the team. I think the Red Sox did not properly replace Kyle Schwarber and they did not properly replace Hunter Renfro and the Red Sox might be turning around their season as we speak, but I still think at the end of the year, there's not enough power bats in that lineup. Their lineup is way too top heavy. I think the player that the fans and the media should be complaining about is first baseman Bobby Dawback, who at this moment is hitting 160 with one homer. This is a position in first base that the Red Sox have botched mightily. I mean, it's not that hard to have an average first baseman on your roster. I mean, baseball is filled with a bunch of guys hitting 240 with 30 homers, and the fact that the almighty Red Sox don't have 
have one is embarrassing. I mean, I'm not asking for Bobby Dawback to be an all-star at this point. I just need him to be a capable hitting first baseman, like average. That's all I want. I don't care if he's hitting 220 with 25 homers. At this point, he stinks. But again, in sports, we ignore those kind of guys because we know how much money Trevor Story is making. And that's what goes back to all the criticism. We know that he's here for six years and we know that he's making $140 million to be a member of the Red Sox. So when he's not producing, even if it's barely a month into the season, we are going to say Trevor Story is the problem. There's also been some interesting stories about Trevor Story. I mean, Story fired his agent after signing with the Red Sox after saying no to deals with the Rangers and Mariners where presumably he would have been able to play shortstop. Some have questioned his desire to be a member of the Boston Red Sox in the first place. Let's fast forward to now. Story of last week was named Player of the Week in Major League Baseball after hitting 360 with 6 homers, 14 RBIs. He had a monster series against the Seattle Mariners, hitting 5 home runs, free in one game, and a grand slam. The team also went 6-1, and one, so now everyone is feeling good about Trevor Story and the team as a whole. Here are my thoughts on this. You should never talk about a struggling baseball player until the end of June. There are great, all-time great baseball players who routinely got off to bad starts. One that comes to mind is Yankees first baseman Mark Teixeira, who is one of the best switch hitters I've ever seen. He's one of the best hitters I've ever seen. He would routinely get off to really bad starts as a member of the Rangers, Yankees, and Angels. But at the end of the year, he would have a fantastic season, and he would be one of the better hitters in all of baseball. Major League Baseball is not like the other sports. You are not going to have a great season through all 162 games. You are going to have some down moments. You are going to see some of the best athletes of the sports look like some of the worst players in the sports, and it's one of the things that I think we all like about baseball. They're not always perfect. They look human at times, no matter how good they are. One of my biggest issues with criticizing Trevor Story and his early struggles is I don't believe any of the people that were criticizing him believed he was going to have a bad season. They just wanted to be a part of this moment where we could openly criticize this player in this baseball team like it's an act. I don't believe anyone thought that Trevor Story would end the season hitting the Mendoza line 200. I don't believe anyone really believed that. I think we all knew Trevor Story at some point was going to be the all-star player. We all knew that he was. Because Trevor Story was struggling, it was open season on him, and I think everyone took advantage of that. Yes, should he have played better at the early part of this season? Absolutely. Like, when you come to a team and you get all that money, you want to look good early on, and I think we all wanted to see better from Trevor Story, but let's not act for a second that we didn't all think that he was going to turn it around at some point. If we had gotten to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game and Trevor Story was hitting below 200, then yes, absolutely you can rip him a new one because the season would have been done by then, the Red Sox would probably be out of the postseason chance with Trevor Story hitting that low, then I think it's fair to 
criticize Trevor Story and his stats, but right now, in early May, it just felt wrong from the jump. Like, we should wait before we criticize players, especially in the sport of baseball. This is not the NFL where there's only 18 games. This is not even the NBA, where if a superstar had a bad 10-game stretch, yeah, you could start to worry. This is Major League Baseball. Some of the best players of all time have looked really bad, and some really bad players have looked really good for a stretch. Remember, at one point, Jackie Bradley Jr. had a 29-game hitting streak. At that moment, he looked like one of the best baseball players on the planet. Guess what happened? He never maintained that he's never even been half as good since that hitting streak. That was not the real Jackie Bradley Jr. The same way that Trevor Story struggling this early on in the season is not the real Trevor Story. There is one thing I do agree with with what fans in the media is saying. I mean, Trevor Story can have an amazing season with the Boston Red Sox, and I would still not feel good about him replacing Xander Bogarts. Red Sox fans say all the time Mookie Betts did not want to remain a member of the Red Sox, and now you have Bogarts, who is a superstar, who wants to finish his career with the team. What I do agree with them is this. Bogarts should not get like an eight-year deal. It should be more of a six-year deal. My other point on story is I find it weird when teams are willing to spend a lot on outside players when they can't sign their own stars. I mean, the Red Sox right there have Raphael Devers, a guy who is legitimately an MVP caliber player, and the Red Sox have yet to sign him to a long-term deal. It's like this. In baseball, as much as we love the big, high-priced free agents, the ones who usually end up winning World Series with teams are the homegrown talent. I mean, look at the Yankees of the 90s. They had Derek Jeter. They had Jorge Posada. They had Mariano Rivera. They had Andy Pettit. They had Bernie Williams. All guys who were homegrown. The 2007 Red Sox had Jacoby Ellsbury, Dustin Pedroia, Kevin Euclid, John Lester. And in Bogart's endeavors, you have, what, two of the last remaining guys of that 2018 Red Sox team? Like, that is just so bizarre that all of these guys from that roster are leaving this team. Like, yes, we already lost Mookie Betts. J.D. Martinez is out the door. I mean, if you lose Bogarts and Devers, you're going to be left with Chris Sale, who can never remain healthy. I mean, something about that just feels wrong as a Red Sox fan. And I think there's still a good chance they end up signing both Bogarts and Devers. I just find it really weird that they aren't already signed yet. I mean, what are you waiting for? They both want to be here, seemingly. I want to talk about Bogarts in particular because I think Bogarts could not be playing this contract negotiation any better. He's putting all of the pressure on the team. He's playing at elite level. He helped recruit Trevor Story to the team. It's the exact opposite way that Nomar Garciaparra dealt with his contract dispute with the Red Sox in 2004. Nomar turned himself into the villain while Bogarts has made himself the good guy and the team villains who will look cheap if they don't pay him. I mean, everyone is on the side of Xander Bogarts. There will be outrage by the fans and the media if the Red Sox let go of Xander Bogarts. No one will be on the team's side. And the difference between Bogarts and Betts is that there was some murkiness as to whether or not Moogie Betts really wanted to be a member of the Boston Red Sox long term. There is no murkiness with Xander Bogarts. He has spoken about how he wants to 
remain a member of the Red Sox. I think he's forcing the team's hand to overpay him, and I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think Xander Bogarts is going to get like an eight-year, over $200 million deal to remain a member of the Red Sox because he played his hand perfectly. This is how all stars should deal with their upcoming free agency. Put all the pressure on the team. Get the fans on your side. That is what Xander Bogarts has done, and he's done it to perfection. It's going to work out for him in the end. He's either going to get what he wants from the Red Sox or get what he wants from another team and make the Red Sox look really bad and turn the fan base against him. It's a brilliant strategy overall. Getting back to story, all the talk surrounding him has been an overreaction from the get-go. The truth of it is we will not know if this signing has paid off till the end of this season and even then I'm not sure how I will feel if in a year from now Story is at shortstop and Bogarts isn't. I think this is the annoying thing about these big contracts because we love to have it both ways. We love to grade the contract by the short term and the long term success at the same time and I think we just need to wait to see how this is all going to play out because I do think even if Trevor Story is really good this season does not mean he's going to be really good four years from now. It is really fun that after all that struggle, Story has nine home runs, eight in his last 11 games. His career high home runs was 37 back in 2018. He's currently on pace for 36 home runs, which would be more than Bogarts has ever had. I mean, Bogarts' career high is 33. We've all become prisoners of the moment. A baseball player getting off to a rough start should never be talked about as much as we have with Trevor Story. He wasn't bad because of his start, and he's not great all of a sudden. He's a very good baseball player. Nothing has changed. What's interesting about Story is things like this only happen in big markets like Boston and New York because these fan bases care about sports and have been let down by major free agents in the past. It's good that Red Sox fans care, but I think in this case, they took it too far blaming Story for the team's bad start and acting like he'll never be good again. This backlash has always been more about Bogarts than it has been about Trevor Story, and this hot week doesn't necessarily mean it's smooth sailing for the rest of the year. For Story, all I ask is for the next time Story goes into a slump, we don't act like it's the end of the world. Baseball is way too long of a season to worry about a guy going through a normal slump. I find it ridiculous how Red Sox fans really worried about Trevor Story and his production. For example, let's use Francisco Lindor. Since the Mets traded for the star shortstop, he's hitting 232 in 169 games. Now that's a big enough sample size to be concerned. The Mets immediately gave this guy a massive contract. The Mets should be worried that we will never see the Lindor from Cleveland ever again. I mean, that is a real slump that makes you wonder things like was Francisco Lindor overrated from the get-go. I mean, that's the type of slump. I mean, this isn't a month slump. This is a full season slump. This is a 169 games of Francisco Lindor being a below average major league shortstop for the New York Mets. I mean, they paid this guy 
tons of money to be the face of their franchise and he has yet to be that. And if at the end of this contract Francisco Lindor is a 230 hitter, this will look like one of the worst contracts in the history of Major League Baseball. That is something to be rightfully worried about if you are a fan of the New York Mets. And I watch the team, I really do like the Mets. I am worried that I will never see Francisco Lindor be an elite baseball player ever again. And I think I have a right to be concerned because there is a gigantic sample size of him being below average. That's why I find it laughable that after barely 30 games, we were worried about Trevor Story. Really? 30 games we were worried we were never going to see Trevor Story be able to hit a home run? I just find the whole thing ridiculous. Like, we need to use some logic when talking about him. I mean, he is a guy who left the National League. He's in a new league. It was a late signing. I mean, the Red Sox did not sign Trevor Story right off the bat when the offseason got, so he didn't know where he was going to be for the longest time. I mean, this really did feel like a last-minute signing. And he's leaving the most hitter-friendly ballpark in the history of Major League Baseball to play at Fenway Park. I mean, the guy is going to go through an adjustment period, and we didn't even give him 30 games before we started booing him? I think that's embarrassing. That is something I cannot justify. You do not get to boo a player within his first 30 games with a team in Major League Baseball when there is a 162-game season. And listen, I get it. It was never really about Trevor Story. It was more about Red Sox fans' love of Xander Bogarts. You want this guy to be a member of the Red Sox and you view Trevor Story as this replacement you didn't even want. That's all understandable. And I also think it was about the Red Sox struggle. I mean, it was so easy to jump on the I hate Trevor Story bandwagon because the team looked bad. Well, Trevor Story was bad, but he wasn't even the fifth biggest reason why the Red Sox got off to a really bad start. And I think that is a fact, not an opinion. It was more about the bullpen. It was more about all of the other hitters not hitting. It wasn't ever really about Trevor Story. And now that the guy magically looks like an all-star again, and a lot of people look really silly for criticizing him in the first place. I want this Trevor Story experience to be a lesson for baseball people. Don't criticize a player until the all-star break when it comes to a high price free agent. Let the guy have an adjustment period before we're booing him, before we're writing articles about how he's a bad player, about how we're writing about how he's never going to hit a fastball again. I mean, all of that was just pure nonsense. Now Trevor Story looks like an all-star And again, we all look silly for talking about his early struggles. Trevor Story will struggle again at some point this season, and you won't be booing him. And you know why? Because it will be a regular type of slump, just like this one was. I found this whole thing to be insanely laughable from the start. Like, they made way too much of a big deal about the early struggles of a guy who had not been a member of this team, who had changed leagues. I mean, this is what happens across all of baseball with big free agent signings, but we make a big deal of it because it's the Boston Red Sox who have a history of this. I mean, we're all looking for Trevor Story to become Pablo Sandoval 2.0, and it didn't happen. And I do think the 
thing about all of this is there are some people who really wanted Trevor Story to continue to struggle because they love that narrative of the Red Sox didn't spend their money wisely. They made the wrong choice, and I get it. I get that there are a lot of you who love Xander Bogarts. I think there's room on the team for both Bogarts and Trevor Story. I hope Story continues to play at this elite of a level so all of you can rethink about how you felt about his early struggles. Because the whole this free agent can't handle Boston thing is getting old. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday so please rate, review, and subscribe.